So I like this. Somebody said, here's an observation for the podcast. Every time Ryan starts a podcast, the mandate gets looser. We're hot on the feed. We're hot on the feed? Yes, it's hot. I'm not I'm not down with the lingo. Hot is good. Hot is good. It means we're live. It means there's sound flowing. We are live, hot, and flowing. I feel as though that should somehow be related to the, the title of episode four. Very, very so naughty. Just, Sue, hang on tight, all right? Just hang on. Okay, I got it. Here we it. go. This hang is exciting. On. Now, um, I think we should start the podcast, and, and when I want to start a podcast, I call Bob. Bob? Are we actually ready to do the introduction right now? That That's actually surprising. Bob, I am ready. Okay. Robert is from Spellcast. I called my mom, and I said, I can't get the tractors. Turn off. <laughs> I've just finished taking a test on what's your seduction style. I have got to take that test. So we called the tractor guy. We said, okay, what do we do? He said, you have to crash it. My superpower is cuddles. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> the Midas touch. Jim, Are you the Midas touch, too? I am. I have the Midas touch. <laughs> <laughs> I came so close to calling a hooker. I found a really large dead rat. I should have thrown him in the field, but I didn't want the dog to get to him. The fact that she's a real freak in the sheets and wants my youth bedroom set, <laughs> you know what? I'm donating it to Goodwill because I feel dirty. But unfortunately, then the maggots come. And I'll catch y'all later. And you continue to have a very Rob. sexy voice. Hi, Talk to you later. Brian, you're totally embarrassing me. You said he had a very sexy voice. I did. Did you not think he heard you? <laughs> it was one of those things in passing. He, but he was standing right there. I gotta go. Can He's I still go? here. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> That's not awkward at all, huh? Oh. Well, hey everyone, welcome to Point of View Weekly. I am one of your mini hosts, Bob. I'm Sue. And I'm Ryan. <laughs> And we want to welcome you to our weekly morning, yet not really morning, but late at night show uh, here at Potterfic Weekly, a uh, family of podcasts. We, for those of you who are listening to us live on Ustream, we want to say hello to all of you. We're uh, in, looking forward to a fun and very interesting evening. Guys, um, yes. excuse me, we, we may have a problem. We may have Uh-oh. we may have okay. a problem now. To everyone listening right now, this may be the first time they heard Bob and Sue because apparently I forgot to hit a button. <laughs> it happens. It, it happens every now and then because the thing is, when Cat Cat, the head of the the profile IT department, always says, "Now Ryan." When people tell you that you're a little loud, I don't want you to let it get you down. Or when you're a little quiet, do not listen to what people think out of your mind. Just have a good show. Sound quality is subjective. Do not listen to anybody. And I just got a message from Kat. I can't hear Bob or Sue. So I'm like, this is serious. So I started playing around with all the settings. Now, Kat, if you're still conscious, give me a shout. Let me know if you can hear Bob and Sue. Because I feel as though Bob and Sue are integral to our little <laughs> podcast here. Everyone may have noticed that Jen is not here at the moment. No. Now, Jen did not have the baby. Oh, she's typing a mile a minute. Cat's getting very worked up. Uh-oh. Bob just chimed in. We should be doing this before the recording. That would be a good <laughs> idea. Well, hello there, chat room. I just want to Th- say That hi. was Bob. In case I have to start IDing people yes, right now. Just in case if there's a difference between Sue and my voice. Yeah, because uh, the man, he's the sexy man, one. Man. Do you, know the, do, you know, <laughs> do, do you know the biggest problem I have at work? I get yes-mammed like a hundred times a day. 
I get yes ma'amed on the phone all the time. Now, I don't have a very female sounding voice, I don't think. I got yes ma'am twice to my face by people I work with. I have a beard. Like, this is just not right. So I get I get yes ma'am Do you have a, do you have right, a boss I mean, that's female? Do you have a phone voice? Uh, do I have a phone voice? This is because, my phone voice. I don't. Okay, because, you know, when Robert starts something, his voice changes. Well, yeah, because he's selling you something. He all hello, I'm Bob. Like, he has that shift. Um, I don't think I have that kind of shift. Well, maybe I do, because I have, like, the podcasting thing. Yeah, maybe. So, so maybe my voice shifts a little it, bit. It, it's slight. So Kat, it's very slight. Yeah. So Cat is euphoric. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that means we sound fantastic, so we're going to go with that. So uh, we're going to get back to the podcast, and uh, this evening, your driver will be Bob. <laughs> well, Bob. if I remember correctly, Ryan did say something about uh, Jen maybe having a baby. What happens is we have a, a permanent Skype chat. With, with the members of the, of the podcast here. And every night we say, okay, we're not going to use this anymore. We're going to post on the forum in the staff area. And we all nod our heads in the affirmative. And then we wake up the next day and we use the Skype chat for yet again another day. So every morning I wake up and I have to find the damn Skype chat to see if anything happened overnight. And Jen was having contractions. And Sue was telling her about the time someone that she knew had a baby of an elevator. And I'm like, Jen is now going to be thinking about elevators all day. And <laughs> I'm like, Sue, not helpful, not helpful, not helpful. So then I... <laughs> I contacted Jen because it was seven in the morning. I figured she'd be up because Jen, as you know, is an early riser. I think mm-hmm. we all know that about mm-hmm. Jen. She's not. She's really not. She opens her business at like two in the afternoon. She's not <laughs> an early riser. So, uh, so Jen, so Jen said everything was fine. It's fine. I'm fine. And she kept saying fine. So I'm like, all right, fine. So Robert and I, you know, did what two good friends you know would do when, when their third good friend we're kind of like ron and 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 harry, harry. And, and little hermione over here is about to have a baby so we got together and we decided to do what any friends would do we decided we need to recast jen for the podcast <laughs> yeah we did so i'm like is world of warcraft running tonight and and bob said no it's not ryan and i said okay let's get aaron so we got aaron and, and we put him on the call. And we put him in a dress. Mm-hmm. And we put him in a dress and we gave him a little bun, like on bun heads. I'll get to that later. And we, we put Aaron on the call and Aaron went away. So we, we called Aaron on the telephone to say, where are you? And he said, I'm not coming. And I said, we want our dress back. Yes. And Aaron has not yet responded to the request for the dress. So it is the three of us tonight. Jen is literally in a bathtub. Now, here's the concerning thing. Jen's in a bathtub because apparently that does something if you're about to give birth and you're having contractions. Being in a bathtub is apparently good. Now, I'm thinking to myself... I am very tight with Jen. When I met Jen those many years ago, you know, we were we, we knew nothing about each other except that we loved Harry Potter. And now Jen's in a bathtub and I'm having a chat with her. I'm like, we're closer than we thought. That's a good feeling. And then Jen and Sue said something which alarmed me. She said, well, it's not the first time she's podcasted from a bathtub. <laughs> I don't know when that was. I'm racking my brain. Jen has been naked podcasting. That's weird. So... <laughs> That's just scary. You've never podcasted naked before, Ryan? Well, I know you do it on the Wii all the time, Bob, but one, it, it's it's a hard thing to start. You have to ease, you have to do it once and then feel comfortable. I've never had I mean, that real desire I mean, the, to do it. All joking aside, I mean, I'm curious. I mean, have any of you podcasted without articles of clothing? <sighs> have I ever podcasted with an, uh, yes. without an article of clothing? 
I don't think I have. I'm tr- I'm trying to think. I I just I don't think that has come up. I don't think that has come up because I think I I would be afraid of making too much noise while taking the article of clothing off. Now, Sue, do they have anything <laughs> to do with the fact that it's 183 degrees where you are? I podcast barefoot all the time. <sighs> Everyone in the crowd is like, "Oh, that's Sue." That crazy Sue. <laughs> so now we have naked Bob with us tonight. Well, no, no. I have never podcasted naked. I will go ahead and say that. But I know that because back in the... It's a very qualified statement there, yes. Bob. He's like, I've never I've never podcasted absolutely, absolutely naked. Absolutely naked before. Well, no, because like back in the day when we had Sydney who lived in France and you had Josh who lived in Australia, we were recording our episodes like at the most freakish times of the day, like at like five, maybe six o'clock in the morning my time. So it's just like I literally would just like wake up and then have like T-shirt and boxers sit in front of my computer and then just put on headset and start recording. In fact, I would have to say I think I wasn't wearing pants when I interviewed you for Spellcast. <laughs> I, I'm glad you said that, Bob, because I was just about to follow up. I didn't think you were wearing them when we were on the call, and I had just met you. I'm like, this seems like a roll-out-of-bed call, and I'm wearing a suit. Yeah. So I, I, I picked up on that a little bit. I did pick up on that a little bit. Uh, now, Jen has, has, taken, has podcasted with you all bathing, so we know that Jen – well, and peeing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if she's ever done number two while she's doing it. I can ask her, but she's having a baby, so now's not the best time. No, it's, oh, it's probably so, not. It's it's probably not. So we'll get back to that. So one idea that well, first Bob's gonna drive us tonight. I have to resist the urge to drive. That's okay. If you, resist, if you do feel the need to drive, but uh... I always drive. Someone else <laughs> needs to drive. Okay, but we have news. We have news. We do tonight. have news tonight. Um, I we want to announce that we officially now have swag. The swag is now live, and uh, the swag is live. Doesn't that sound like a code? Like when the Germans are marching on London, the swag is live. <laughs> swag or is something. live. The swag is live. The swag is live. Now, the thing about the swag, we got to say two things about the swag. First, we decided. Well, three things about the swag. First, we decided we would like to have swag. It's not an unreasonable thing. We decided we'd like to have swag, and then we all looked at each other. How the hell do we do that? So we called Cat because Cat mm-hmm. does everything around here so we're like cat swag on it and she ran with a clipboard it was freakish now the thing about our swag is we decided that you know within the Puffball community people want to identify with the community and they want to kind of spread the community you know like a venereal disease so we want to have i should probably oh. not use venereal disease in a commercial <laughs> to buy our products see i'm learning i'm learning bob <laughs> so we decided so we decided that people would want to have this is like a conversation starter like poof what like and people can actually like your friends and coworkers look at you poof Whoa. Like it can be like a learning experience. So we decided we needed to put together swag. And also, um, it, it will help raise money for Puffwa. Now, at the at the present time, you know, Puffwa, I pay for it. I started it. It comes out of my pocket. I budgeted. It's fine. It's no big deal. I love doing it. Now, if we want to do some more things with Puffwa, some ideas that are kicking around in the back of our heads, I mean, every time you buy swag, a little bit of money goes to Puffwa. It can help with that. And also, the other day, I just experimented. I'm like, what happens if Puffwa needs a little more, you know, tech? What if we need like a, like a little bit of a bigger server? What happens if we get that much a little bit bigger? And I realize the bill will go up 10 times what it is right now. I'm like, ah, 
And since I enjoy eating, I figured I would ask everyone <laughs> turn the lights off when you leave the room. So, you know, it helps Puffwa, it helps you, you'll look stylish, you'll look wonderful in your new Puffwa swag. And if you want to check it out, if you go on pointofviewweekly.com, there is a link for our swag. Now, the other thing which I said to Kat is Kat was setting this up. She has a little cap that she wears. It's her swag cap. And I said, Kat, I need a coffee mug. I don't care what else you have going on. I don't care if the building burns to the ground. I want a coffee mug. So Kat has been designing my coffee mugs for the past week. So we are going live with some apparel. Now, everything's going to be added. We're going to have lots of stuff. You're going to be able to get cell phone cases and iPad cases. And you're going to be able to get onesies to mail to Jen for for baby Emma when she gets here in like four minutes. And you'll be able to get everything on keychains. You're going to be able to get everything you want. But we started with the coffee mugs because... I glared at Kat for like three days and she said, why don't we start with coffee mugs? That's because you're Captain Coffee. I am Captain Coffee. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here right now drinking a refreshing butter beer, Sue. Mm -hmm. I know. I have a mic. Sue is drinking. (laughs) (laughs) I would be Sue. Sue is drinking. Bob is naked and I am refreshed. So the last thing about (laughs) the swag. Oh, that sounds like a title. There it does. Now, when you check out our swag store, um, you may notice that the coloring on a mug is red and you wished it was green. Well, you can change it. Everything is customizable on our swag store. And if you have that special product that you want, or if you want a quote, or if you think one of our quotes sucks and no one will buy it and you have a better quote, let us know. You can contact Cat uh, on the Puffa forum. Her her username is Lassie Lupin, or you can post on our Facebook page, or you can send an email to Cat uh, at Puffwa.com. If you can't spell Puffwa, I'm not going to help you at this point. And um, we'd be glad to, to help you out. So we officially have swag, and we've only been out, been running for six years, so that ain't bad. Um, just to clarify, but no thongs. There, I'm so sorry. There, there is a link. We have no yeah, thongs. No thongs. Uh, there is a link uh, on the website, but if you really want to directly just go straight to it, it is zazzle, uh, z-a-z-z-l-e dot com backslash poofwa. Um, currently up, it looks like there are two t-shirts, uh, a basic Potterfic Weekly one, one for the Poofwa Exchange, uh, several coffee mugs. Looks like there's five of them. Yeah. And then there's <laughs> even a, a bumper sticker. Of my, uh, with an actual quote from myself of Potterfic Weekly, not only entertaining, but saves lives as well. It does, because I fried an egg. You did. You, you, you did. fried an egg. Now, the funny story about the swag is nothing copyrighted can be used. So we can't use Potterfic Weekly because Potter is, of course, copyrighted. copyrighted. So we use PFW and we use Puff One and everything. Well, Kat and I apparently took a day off in the brain department because the other side of the mug said, Four Harry Potter podcasters land a talk show. And apparently, <laughs> we forgot that if you can't use Potter, Harry Potter probably doesn't work either. So I'm literally having blood drawn because <laughs> of my gout thing. And I get a, 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 an email on my phone at the very same time saying, Ryan, your mug order has been canceled. And I jostled and the phlebotomist got upset with me and it was terrible. That so hurt. we... Yes, it, it hurt very much. But uh, all the swag up there is available. You can buy it now. It's great. And I'm going to be buying. Uh, you know what? As we do the news, I'm buying a coffee mug. Do you hear this? Well, which one are you picking up, Ryan? I'm going to pick up the PFW mug. Now, it says on one side PFW, and on the other side it says, Welcome to the place where the story never ends. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be doing that live because Sue has news about Potterfic Weekly. I do have news about Potterfic Weekly. Coming out tomorrow is going to be episode 150. 
Yay! I can't believe that's a lot. That is frightening. Now, of course, with special editions and everything else factored in, I think it's I think it's exactly episode two hundred and fifty. So one way or another, it's a fantastic accomplishment for the book <laughs> no, community. We need to mm-hmm. count them all up at some point. We're uh, starting a new fic. It's called Be Careful. It's a hundred and eleven chapters. We did double podcasts on this, which means that we podcasted several chapters one week, and then the next week we came back and finished the 10 that we were supposed to do. And then we glued them together. So they're going to be over four hour podcasts for the next five podcasts. Now, now one thing that we should probably mention, because there were some heart attacks involved, is that, okay, we all the, the, has has a server we have an ftp server and we store all of our files there okay mm-hmm. now we've done 250 let's say episodes between all the special editions and everything else so 250 recordings now it's fair to say i've probably recorded 220 of them and sue the other 30 even if i'm not there i'm in the background i'm recording the thing okay so i think it was episode eight the sound quality just didn't work we were new we didn't know what we were doing so so we had to scrap the episode and then I think it was episode 70 something same thing happens something was unplugged or there was an echo people sounded like ducks we had to lose the episode so of 220 episodes I lost two of them and I felt absolutely terrible I felt I felt horrible 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 so the other day Sue sends me a message Ryan the password's not working to the FTP I can't get in I'm like all right Sue I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into this for you Sue because whatever Sue wants Sue gets yay me and I log in and it says account not found. So this moment I realized, I think someone deleted the folder on the server. No big deal. All that was in there was 30 unreleased episodes of Potterfic Weekly. This from <laughs> the man who just deleted his uh, wife's, wife's blog. blog. <laughs> wow. With a name very similar to the file in question. So I go, ah. Not only have I just increased my idiocy by a factor of 15... I did it all at once, and I've ruined Sue's year. So I was on the phone with someone at the time, and I believe I said, I'm going to have to call you back. <laughs> so so I was freaking out. I, I'm like, Sue, do we have these saved? Oh, my God, there was the Vox Corporis fix, or however the hell you pronounce I wanted to listen to those. Do we have them? I'll re-record them, Sue. I'll throw my voice. I'll do you. Well, apparently, we found out the file. Everything was fine. It was a problem with the login. But for about 20 minutes, Sue and I thought I deleted season five of Potterfic Weekly. It was very sad. Oh, my God. Could you imagine, like, if you accidentally del- hit the delete button on, like, a year's worth of work? It was, it was absolutely terrible so like i like we were posting heart attacks at perfect weekly and everyone unfortunately read that and thought there were heart attacks at perfect weekly and they were sending flowers so mm-hmm. that was a little that was an it, error on it, my part and it just it, this fits in because uh we recorded the first be careful episode and we discovered that there was no way we we're going to get through the chapters that we needed to so we decided to cut it in half we all got together the next week and I hit the nice little record button and we recorded for three and a half hours. And I realized I recorded Safari, not Skype. That's a very, I've had that happen before. Where That's a very scary feeling when you're in the middle of a project and you realize nothing has, has, has worked. That's, nothing. I hate that feeling. So we got together on a Saturday and recorded. But that was fun because we got Phil from London. And so we have a great episode coming up with Phil. 
I always feel like I should bring donuts when I ruin everybody's day. I feel like when we get back together on everybody's time on like a Saturday and we have to skip, you know, all the kids soccer practices and stuff in a time with our family. I feel like I should bring donuts. Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing I do. I felt terrible. Well, when I thought I deleted season five of Perfect Weekly, I was going to buy you a car, Sue. So I'm glad that we found it. <laughs> Me too. I, I could use a car, but, you know, I would not want to do that to you. All right. So I'm going to buy a coffee mug. Bob, why don't you uh, lay out the agenda for tonight's podcast? Because we have an action-packed podcast here. We do. Um, and by action-packed, uh, it, it's awesome, but not really that action-packed. Sorry. Um, basically, we uh, uh, got to the... <laughs> Sorry, I ruined your segue, Ryan. I apologize. Seg- segue destroyed. Segue destroyed. Um, basically, tonight, we are going to be discussing uh, various topics uh, that you guys uh, brought up in the forums and on Facebook and on Twitter and any other place that you guys uh, brought them up. So it's kind of like a open topic night, if you will. However, before that, because I just remembered, we had to go over this week's weekly challenge, which, if I remember correctly, was to make butterbeer. It was. Now, usually we have pictures up on the website to show you right now. And the person who organizes that is Jen. And Jen's about to, to, to give birth to a baby. So Jen's not really paying attention this week. Mm-hmm. So we hope to get those pictures up later this evening because we're all a little bit off the ball. Mm-hmm. Yes, it have- wasn't just butterbeer. You could make pumpkin juice, too. Well, that is true. Yes. That is true. Pumpkin juice as well. I've never had pumpkin juice, and I've always wanted to try it to see what the fuss is about. I personally am not a fan. I've tried it once at a convention, and I thought I was going to vomit. But that's just me. (laughs) That's usually a bad sign. What I made was very good. What I wanted to say about Jen and the photos is that, you know, she's in the bathtub and and trying to get the photos up. She got them all wet. Just didn't work out. So. We decided you were serious. I thought you were serious for a second and she was in the bathtub with the laptop. Did you hear me stop (laughs) reading right there? Bathtub with the laptop. Don't you know that? She's always in the bathtub with the laptop. I think I think she sits it on the toilet and like reaches out and types. Oh my god. The the end of last week's episode where she decided to play the my water broke joke on me, it's not very funny. I almost like died on the podcast. I was like, boil water. Get the pickle juice. The pickle, the pickle juice. Quick, and I'm trying to think. Then I'm confusing it with what you do for scorpion bites. I'm like, get the tobacco. Get the tobacco. <laughs> we'll see. You use tobacco sauce on no actual scorpion? tobacco. If it's if a scorpion bites you, you get what you get. You get alcohol of some kind. It's and ammonia. ammonia. It's ammonia and tobacco. I thought she was trying to kill herself. You unwrap the the cigarettes and get the tobacco out and mix it with the ammonia and put it on the bite and it takes the sting out. Mud works too, but it's not nearly as much fun as tobacco and ammonia. It, it sounds very complicated. And and the thing which I feel terrible for with Jen is she she's visited me twice. And she's making plans to come and visit me again. And every time she invites me to go down there, I cry a little on the inside because I'm just so afraid I'm going to get attacked by an alien at, like, the airport. An alien. A scorpion. A scorpion. This is where editing would be helpful because now I sound like a moron. Whoops. Well, they look like aliens if you oh, squint. Bob. Okay, so, hopeful community, you have another Bob challenge. This Bob challenge is draw Ryan being abducted by aliens. Texas air, huh? By aliens, by aliens. By aliens at the Texas airport. 
So there has to be a Texas theme, like maybe like cowboy aliens uh, abducting Ryan. Yep. Dallas Fort Worth, I, I, yeah. if possible, if we can get a little specific. Dallas Fort yeah. Worth would be preferable. Mm-hmm. I can see it now. I can see the scorp with the tail, you know, up and over, and the little cowboy hat on his Maybe head. Maybe I can fight them off with the scorpions. Maybe if I throw the scorpions at the Martians, they'll they'll break, and I can run for it. But it'll be too hot, and I'll get woozy. But everything's on one floor, so there's no stairs to hide under. The whole thing's very complicated. It's very complicated. It's very complicated. I, I think you need to go visit Jen. You should visit. Because it will give us podcast fodder for a month and a half. You people don't care if I live or die. You just want material for the podcast. I know you. Of course. I know you. So, well, we want you to live. We get more podcast material that way. That is true. That is true. So, and who else would drive the show? Bob steps over my still warm body. Hi, I'm Bob. <laughs> <laughs> is this I'm Bob. Head of party. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can see it now. So members of the you now, what are we doing here? Members of the uh, of the chat room right now, and some people have, have posted topics for us and questions for us. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, before we do that, let's go ahead and yeah, wrap we're going to talk at uh, Butterbeer and uh, yes. Right. So since we really can't show the pictures, I'm really curious what your guys's recipes are because I, I'll be honest, I didn't try the pumpkin juice at all. But um, my mainstay recipe for Butterbeer is pretty simple. Um, I got it from Azcatraz, at least what the bartender Azcatraz showed me. It's pretty simple. Um, you put some, uh, ice, uh, in a cup, uh, then fill it up about three fourths with, uh, cream soda and then, uh, two shots of butterscotch schnapps and then put in some, uh, whipped cream and, uh, stir it in all together. And that's basically it. It's pretty much diabetes in a cup. But it's still pretty tasty. Yeah, I made butterbeer years ago. I think we did it for one of the Harry Potter marathons that Danielle and I were going to watch. And we took one sip of it and we spit it across the room and we haven't made butterbeer since. So we did it. This time is fantastic. Now, I made it last night and I'm not a food person. So I Mm -hmm. I can kind of extrapolate what happened. We bought a bunch of stuff at the store. All right. And here's what I did. I poured some of it. I, there was a cream. There was a cream type product, Bob and Sue. And I poured it into a bowl. All right. And I took really good salt, like the salt Danielle doesn't let me put on things normally. And I took like mm-hmm. a very small amount of that and I put that in the bowl, Bob. Okay. And I whisked it with other stuff. There was an enormous amount of butter. Oh, that's how it started, Bob. I heated butter in a pan. All right. And I poured, oh and I poured everything in on top whoa, of whoa. it. Yes. Danielle let you. Heat butter in a pan? She supervised. Okay, just check. Enormous amount of butter. My God, I don't think we have any butter left in the house. So we put the butter in the thing, and it and it melted down. It melted down, and we poured everything on top of it. And I, ha- it was loud. It was making all types of chemical reactions in there. It was fascinating. So we did that last night. And we can't, mm-hmm. and, and I had to keep holding Danielle back because she kept going over trying to have some. Like she kept shoving spoons in there trying to have some so today we took it and we took the we got club soda and we got the, we got the, the the product from last evening the recipe of which i will post because i'm doing this from memory and we merged them together and it is very very good we will be making this diabetes in a cup much more frequently it's kind of like the Baladine <laughs> recipe so my, my <laughs> mine is well no because we joke haha Baladine. no really we put the whole the, the entire household supply of butter in this thing but it was fantastic, wow. and I'm going to go have a sip right now while Sue talks about hers. I think we need a picture of Ryan's face on Paula Dean 
now. I decided to buck tradition and I went for the pumpkin juice and nice. uh, actually did a video. I used my iPod and I actually managed to get a video. So there could possibly be a video up of this. I don't know. But it was it was really simple. It was just some apple juice. I put that in the blender. I had some pumpkin that we grew last year and I cooked and rendered down and made pumpkin and that was in the freezer so I got that out and thought it out a little bit and the recipe called for two teaspoons and I think I put in four tablespoons and I don't think it was quite enough. I think I needed a little bit more pumpkin and then there were just some spices, little cloves, cinnamon, should have been nutmeg but I don't think we put nutmeg in there. All spice. What I have stuck in my head right now is aged pumpkin. Mm -hmm. That's just the expression, that's what I'm calling and it sounds fantastic. If you if you put, like a, but if you put aged in front of anything, doesn't it sound fantastic? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. aged soup. That's the soup Dan Radcliffe left on the counter for three weeks when he went on tour. Aged soup. Sounds fantastic. Aged soup. No. No, but there's split pea soup in the podcast coming out tomorrow night. This <laughs> is fifty. Yes. I'm sorry. I forgot for a moment and I thought we were recording one tomorrow night and I'm like consulting my inner schedule. I was like, we're doing this again. Okay. I'm there. I'm ready. <laughs> I got a little confused. I put it all in the blender and I hit the button and blended it all up. And it was great because it mixed it, but it also put this great little layer of foam on the top. And so I I thought it was quite yummy. I'm picturing Jen electrocuting herself right now. I'm very distracted. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm kind of worried that for she's offline so we could have asked her. My goddaughter's in there. I, I have a stake in this and she's in a tub with oh. a laptop. So I just, just like, realized. Oh. I just realized that when I came over to my apartment, I left something very important at the main house that we were supposed to do tonight. The leather. The yeah. leather. Yes. Well, here, here's the thing, Sue. I didn't write the leather. I'm doing it live. Oh, nice. So okay, I. I can take it. I think we can I, do this. We can. Cl- why don't we close out tonight with our leathers? Because right now. I am very interested to hear what the Poovwanians or the Poovwans or whoever the hell these people are who listen to us every week and find it enjoyable. I'm curious what they have for us. Yeah. Actually, before we do this. Um, <laughs> I'm so annoyed by No, 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 because no, 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 we're having some serious sound issues because I can hear Sue word for word and I know Sue can because she's starting to talk like Captain Kirk. Red alert. Shields to maximum. Stand by all weapons. That happened to me in the first episode. It was very difficult because as I was talking, I was coming through my headset, and I always have been told, don't interrupt people. I've never listened to that bit of advice, but it's kind of awkward when someone's screaming in your ear. It's even more awkward when that person is you. So during the entire yeah. first episode, I actually had that similar. Well, it's weird. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to be rude. So you, you kind of stop and, and move on from it. So, all right. So we're just going to um, try and deal with this to the best that we can. Why don't we jump back in uh, now, Bob? Yes. Every time I try and drive, you tell me I'm going the wrong way. That is not so my, true. My self-confidence is shot to hell. And I'm afraid to get behind the wheel again. Well, it's okay. In that case, I'll take over because I'm amazing and sexy mm-hmm. sounding as I always am. Very true. And uh, no, I really am not that full of myself. Sorry, listeners. Um, but yes. the next uh, thing we're going to be tackling is we were hoping that, uh, that Sue, I'm sorry, uh, Jen would be here for. We were planning on this kind of being Jen's last podcast before she had the baby. And we all like took the time to write out some letters to Emma uh jen's uh soon to be born daughter uh some advice some just words of love 
and uh, just we, stuff that we wanted to be able to share. But unfortunately, Jen's busy having Emma. So we're just going to go ahead and record it here. And then maybe Jen, after she's had the baby, can listen to it. And then she can feel all warm and fuzzy inside then. So, uh, mm-hmm. Sue, I know you have a letter prepared. So uh, you want to go ahead and share that with everyone? Sue's staring at the leather right now through the window and across the great big field where it rests <laughs> on the table in another building. On the table. All right. I'll do my best. Uh, I just wanted to say, Emma, you don't know how lucky you are, but you are being born into this wonderful family. Even if your brother calls you, oh, Ryan, I forgot. Lee has learned his new sister's name. Uh, her name is Mustard McVeigh. Mustard. That's it. Mustard. Even though your brother calls you Mustard, Mustard, you have a wonderful family. And not only do you have the family that you will be living with, but you also have hundreds of honorary aunts and uncles that are going to be hanging on every word your mom says about you and learning all about you. And when you grow up, and get to the point that you actually want to do this, you will be able to go and find Interview Weekly or Potter Weekly and actually listen to stories of yourself as you're growing up. What more could a child ask for? I'm just picturing Emma listening to the episode where Jen explains why she wants a stripper pole in her bedroom (laughs) because it makes her feel sexy. And I'm cringing on the inside. Yeah, just a little bit. staff, pull episode 35 immediately. (laughs) Hide it. Exactly, for the sake of Emma. And Lee, probably, as well. Lee will probably be more embarrassed by it than Emma. Yeah. <sighs> Lee will be fine. Lee's, Lee's my buddy. Lee will, Lee will be fine, but we're going to protect Emma. All right, I have one, too. I'm, I'm going to write this in the morning, so this is just my, my first draft right now, because Emma's coming a little bit early. Emma, this is your godfather speaking. That is just so strange to say because I I never would have ever met your mother if not for for a wonderful thing called Harry Potter. Emma, read the books. Get the audio tapes. If you don't have the audio tapes, call me. I'll FedEx them to you. You are incredibly loved and you're not even here yet. You're currently bathing. You're in a bathtub right now with a laptop and electrical equipment. (laughs) Emma, I want you to write down my telephone number and I want you to sleep with it. And if things get scary, I want you to call me. I'll come get you. In all, all, all all seriousness, the coolest day of my life, the proudest day of my life was when your mom asked me to be your big brother's godfather and tied for the coolest day was when I realized I got to be your godfather too. So we are really excited to have you come. And like Sue said, you're going to have a bajillion aunts and uncles here waiting for you but i want you to know this if there's ever a toy that you see in the store and it's loud requires assembly looks obnoxious and like can run 24 7 without the need of batteries and can just it just annoy everyone within 10 feet of it because it's so blaringly loud and obnoxious call me i'm going to buy it for you because that's what godfathers do love you emma oh isn't that sweet uh, well, you unfortunately, so sweet. unfortunately, my my letter is very short and sweet, and was actually helped co-written by Sue. But basically, I have this to say to you, Emma: Welcome to the world, and enjoy your adventures with your mother, because we know that you will have many, many, many adventures with your mother. Stuff that, when you're probably a teenager, you will be incredibly embarrassed by. But it's okay; your mother really is a special person. She really is. Um, 
So just don't let, ever let her take you to Yellowstone. No, don't go. Don't get in the car. Um, this is your godfather speaking. Do not get in the car. Do not get in the car if she's going to Yellowstone. Uh, actually, you know what? Make sure that she's in the car with you if she puts you in the <laughs> car. Growing towards the main fence. Have daddy teach you what the Especially if, does. yeah, because you, you don't want to go for a ride with, with mommy not driving. <laughs> <laughs> the door handle breaks off. Don't get in the car. Bad. Don't get in the car, Emma. So, yeah. but most of all, uh, just as uh, your godfather uh, Ryan and Sue have said, you are you are very much loved by your parents and your family, and then also uh, by your uh, uh, Puvuanian family and the aunts and uncles that you have waiting for you here. Um, we wish you the best in life, and may it be blessed and best of uh, luck to you with your. Your uh, your your mother and like I said, <laughs> this is something we wished for for your big brother Lee when he was born, and, and we wish the same for you. Let us bow our heads. May you have your mother's gifts as a storyteller, but most importantly, may you have your father's immune system. I swear yes. to God, Amen, Amen, and brothers, and brothers, exactly. All right, so we got through the news. We welcomed Emma to the world, even though she's not here yet. Jen's apparently trying to shock her out. <laughs> Mother of the year over there in, in the Fort Worth area right now, I can tell. Did the toaster cord not go all the way into the bathroom? Like, what the hell? Well, I, I'm thinking that she must not be on, on the computer because she's offline. Means nothing. Usually, if she's if she's on the computer, then she's online. And Means nothing, Sue. The woman's flighty. She probably just turned off Skype and didn't realize that woman's flighty. Yeah, well, could be. I'm looking. She's not on Facebook either, so. Wait, it just means she's not podcasting. If she was podcasting, that's where you probably find her. Oh, my goodness. So, fingers crossed. Come on, Emma. We know you can do it. So We'll, with... we'll see pictures of you soon. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Not the delivery video, though. I hope James don't put that on no Facebook. No delivery video. Oh, God, no. Oh, God. I mean, I'm tight with her, but come on, really? I mean, not that tight. I didn't say the delivery video. I just said a baby picture. No, they're, no, no, panic, they're, guys, it's okay. no, they're flighty. They're gonna upload the way. Oh God. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, you needed talking points. Now I have them. I'll narrate the video. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> oh, Jen, I can't wait for that one. Oh, that'll be great. We'll do a commentary on the Buffalo Exchange. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, as I mentioned okay. earlier, um, we are going to do a open topic night um, with various things that you guys recommended and suggested on the Facebook, the forum, the Twitter. First off, I think uh, we're going to tackle, let's see, let me take a look at the list here. Um, I think this is a really cool one and actually kind of ties in with the conversation we just had. Someone, I forget who I apologize, I'll probably check Facebook as soon as I say this, but... Uh, um, they they posted, uh, I would love to hear y'all talk about the impact of internet friendships on your day-to-day -day life. Did they say y'all? That would be, that yes, would be, it's actually uh, Y apostrophe. Our headmistress. That'd be Scarlet. If it's oh, y'all, it's going to be Scarlet. Okay, it's Scarlet. It's Thank you. I, I I didn't write people's names. I should have written people's names next to my notes. My apologies. I did. Okay. He's getting good. together. So, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to become less note-takey because I used to be super note-takey. But then, like, oh, yes. Ryan's been slowly beating me down with his mm -hmm. lack of format and lack of structure and lack of uh, sanity and lack of, you know, whatever. <laughs> But I'm going to come to Bob if I ever need a letter of recommendation for a job opportunity. Definitely. <laughs> really? Lack of everything. Lack of everything. No, not <laughs> that negative. But um, no. So, uh, so guys, uh, I guess uh, 
I mean, besides the fact that we pretty much talk to each other on a day to day basis, um, how do how do these relationships that you formed on the internet really uh, really impact your day to day life? I didn't know first. much about internet and different things like that until I found, well, I knew about the internet, but forums and such like that before I found Pofla. And I have to say that I have found lifelong friends here. I get up every morning and check in with people. I look to see what Ryan's doing and, and Jen's doing. And I've come PS and have gotten very, you know, OCD, excuse me, CDO about um, the this echo's driving me nuts <laughs> about the, my Skype list. There's a certain order, and if my if it gets out of order, then I have to start it all over again because it drives me nuts. I, you know, certain people that need to be where I can see them right away and I know where it is. It amuses me because every time I send Sue a message, it throws off her Skype order, so she has to start rearranging again. It's like when I touch my cat on the head and he has to lick his entire body to clean himself. Yes, yeah, because you touched him. Mm-hmm. But I do, I have, I found people that I talk to every day i have people that i've invited into my home that you know it's one of my favorite things in the world to say yeah i invited this guy that i met online to come and stay with me for a week and people are like are you insane i'm like no he brought his parents with him too it was great and he looks like jesus yeah really (laughs) how, how dangerous could this be but spending time with you guys every week and not just on the podcast but talking on skype or catching up on facebook or whatever it just it makes it makes me happy and just being part of the family and being included. I know when Ryan gave me the uh, email, I, I can't describe how that made me feel. And I know that he never did understand, but it just, it brought tears to my eyes because it, it was him accepting me and it was just a wonderful feeling. So. Oh, do you mean when I responded to your first email that time? No, when you gave me a Potterfic weekly email address. That was it. I remember. Yeah. You were just like I gave you the long. I gave you the longest email address. Yeah, well, it was my fault because I said you have to give me Potter that Stuart Duxfoot. Yeah, it's like if that were a kid, one's much shorter. If that were a kindergartner, like the kid would be screwed. The kid would have no idea how to spell its name. So now yeah. we're like mm-hmm. Stuart nice and easy. So, but yeah, I I spend time with people every day. I've got to meet a lot of you in person, and it, it's just it's wonderful. Like I was one of those kids that when I grew up, I had like I was in a group of kids in school and i was always kind of like the outcast kid like it wasn't that i was you know painfully different from them or whatnot but i just it, it wasn't the group of people I, I i was meant to be with quote unquote but they were the only group there if that makes any sense it's just you know you're 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 with who you're with and that's the only options you have and, and you have to make the best of it and it was kind of the same in high school and kind of the same going forward and it's interesting because it's when you meet People like we were talking a couple podcasts ago about how Jen needed to find people and Sue needed to find people and I needed to find people. And it's when you find people like the people at Puffwa, like how much closer do you want people to be to you? Like you've got Harry Potter fan fiction fans who, you know, on the internet who have all of these same interests who are just great people. I mean, you're not going to find someone like that on the bus. You know what I mean? I mean, th- this is a rare breed of people. And Puffo was an area where we found a lot of people like that. So it's it's the coolest group of friends you can find anywhere. And the fact that we're spread all over the world is probably how that's supposed to work. I mean, there's probably one of us in every city. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's like this isn't a very common group of people. So to to me, it's, you know, I have the people I see every day, but having this internet community and this internet family makes it easier for me to be 
to have higher standards in my own life, if that makes sense. Because if not for, you know, Pufwa, I might say, okay, the people I work with, they're okay. I'll, I'll go hang out with them. I'll, you know, I'll spend time with them. You know, maybe I'm not giving them a chance because I would kind of try and wedge myself in there like I always have. But because I know that there's people like you guys out there, I don't need to do that. So it gives me the, the, you know, the flexibility and the confidence to just, you know, not compromise on anything. I think that's great. So that's kind of what this does for me. As exciting as probably talking about, I'll, I'll go ahead and deviate a little bit to not talk about Potter relationships because, I mean, I mean, you guys know how awesome the poop, uh, the poop winning community is and my relationship with you guys and Ryan, Sue, and, and Jen, if she wasn't so busy trying to electrocute herself while having a baby. Um, Unfortunately. Is that, I mean, I see you guys on a day to day basis. Um, I remember the first time really getting involved because I lurked fandom for quite some time. Uh, okay, I said I wasn't going to do Harry Potter, but I'm going to touch on Harry Potter and then I'll touch on other relationships. But anyway, but I remember the first time doing uh, Spellcast. And I remember like actually having the opportunity to have a dialogue with somebody because I had lurked fandom forever. And then, like, in that first episode, uh, when we were talking about that fanfic, and after the, the episode, we finished recording that segment. Um, the guest host who I had on, which ironically would be end up being two hosts of the show, uh, Sydney and Vanessa, um, mm-hmm. we ended up like sitting there talking for two hours, just talking about fandom. And it was just like this amazing feeling of just being able to talk about the things that you, uh, try. This isn't, this isn't the echo. This is me just trying to think, um, <laughs> just being honest, uh, it's just it's it's a really awesome feeling to be able to share that experience, and then eventually later on to go on to like you know work on a podcast together with people, but then also to go and meet these people personally, um, like in conventions and uh, and just um, like I met Sue personally uh, when I went to Portland to visit family last time. So it's just it, it's really cool to have like this. It's almost kind of like in a little really random way like Harry Potter. Because, I mean, you have your, your day-to-day muggle life. It's kind of like when Harry goes off to be with the muggles, and it's like, oh, I have my day-to-day life, and it's so, it's so boring. But then all of a sudden, when you come back to the wizarding world, and you have this community and this family that you've established, it's really an amazing thing to have that. And uh, I definitely wouldn't trade in it for any of the world. In fact, there's a part of me as I'm thinking about that, and I'm kind of really disappointed that Aaron wasn't able to make it tonight. Because Aaron, for those of you who don't know, was uh, heavily involved with Spellcast for his second half of uh, its lifespan. I miss a lot of these guys. I mean, I don't get a chance. I mean, there's occasional Facebook message here or there, but like, it's nothing like it used to be. Yeah, I, I am happy with the, uh, the Potter family I have now. And uh, Well, it's different too when you can check in with everyone day to day, isn't yeah. it? It's oh, it's totally different. different. It's like you guys are like as part of my life as in, you know, the people I live with, my friends I see on a several times a week basis. I see you guys more than I see like I hate to say the term real friends, but because you are my real friends, but like, you know, my, my local real, real IRL friends, if you will. Real world friends. Yeah. So <laughs> the people that you can actually see in touch. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, no, so the, the Potter aspect of it's cool. Um, I kind of want to touch on separately is, um, I'm also involved with other communities. Like I'm a huge gamer. Uh, for the, I don't know if any of you guys knew this, but I, I play a lot of like MMOs. Like I was a huge World of Warcraft fan. And um, it's kind of funny because it turned out we, my brother and I used to play and we had a couple friends who played locally, but uh, we got all involved in playing the game. We were in this guild and it turned out like this one guy in our guild who we didn't know, it t- he, like, lived in uh, Oakhurst, which Oakhurst is about 45 minutes 
from where I live in Fresno. So basically, he's like, hey, hey, let's all go hang out. And it's like, what? Meet someone. Oh, the, uh, let's clarify. This is before all my Potter stuff. Oh, sorry. I hit the microphone. My bad listeners. We, I never met anyone from online before. And it's like, wait, you want to meet in person? That's kind of creepy. Are you going to like stalk us and molest us or like kill us? But no. In fact, uh, the guy Lucas turned out to uh, end up being a really good guy. We became really good friends with him. He's like now like my brother's best friend. And just like even this past year, um, he and my brother bought a house. We all lived together for a while. So it's just, it, it's amazing how internet relationships can like go from like, oh, let's play video games together or, oh, let's, let's talk about Harry Potter and record it, um, into really full fledged, uh, friendships that really impact your life. Well, it's so much weird too, weirder too, because then when like the listeners of, of the podcast that you start, you know, go to each other's proms and they, and they hang out and they're all friends. It's like, you kind of, it's things people do every day. People introduce people all the time and then they get married and they have kids and it's like, Oh my God, I created the child. Well, no, they really did all the heavy lifting. But you know, if you want to think that you can think that, but it's one of those things where you kind of, you're kind of blown away about how it all works. I mean, yeah, th- this is one of the few groups where I can get together and I can talk about snary and people know what I'm talking about. And that's <laughs> worth something. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, you, you can kind those are the things that you laugh about and that you know. So you always have to hide that particular part of yourself from the quote unquote real world. So it's nice to be able to kick back. And the guy had dinner with Rena the other night, Rena and her brother-in-law and Danielle and I, we, we went out to dinner and I'm talking about, you know, the podcast. I'm talking about, you know, swag and she, you know, and she's nodding her head. If I talked about swag at work, they'd be like, you have swag. Why do you have swag? Why do you need swag? And this is deal so mm-hmm. it's pretty fun. well hey so. at my work they'd say what in the world is swag so at least you're a step Ex- ahead so that's uh my answer to that question excellent mm-hmm. okay actually before we move on to the listeners this kind of this conversation has kind of spawned a question in my head that i'll share um it kind of it kind of is reminiscent of our of our discussions in episodes one and two but i don't think it was necessarily touched on um but i am kind of curious to hear what sue and ryan have to say um have you guys ever been like made aware or how does it feel to know that you have created something that impacts people in a way and in some levels and for some people can be really life changing or um, just become a major important aspect of, of their life? I mean, does it, how does that make you feel personally? I'm totally in denial that it's happening. Like mm-hmm. I, I joke all the time about, oh, you know, isn't this wonderful that these things happen? But I'm totally in denial that that's happened. Like I had Scarlett the other day going on and on about how Puff was changed her life. And I think in the back of your brain, you know, whatever part of that part is of you, but I think to myself, Oh, you would have found something else. If it wasn't Puffwa, you know, you would have found, you know, like, like the glee club or something, or you would have found something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. some, like I, I, I see that people do it to themselves and they improve themselves and we just happen to be the vehicle that they did it. But I don't on some level buy into the fact, and I'm sure it is this, and this is me just being Hufflepuffish, but I always think that, Oh no, it couldn't have been. Pofoy. I mean, every, every, I'm sure everyone would have turned out fine, but Pofoy is different. I mean, I have to admit it, it was very likely this thing I made that helped so many people, but I, on some level, I, I don't want to take responsibility for that. So it's, you kind of, you kind of don't believe it on some level, but there it is. Mm-hmm. So what about you? Uh, the uh, episode that's coming out tomorrow, 150, I talk about fangirls and, and you know, we say that jokingly because mm-hmm. I don't think about, Oh wow, really? I have fangirls. I'm so special. 
you know, that's just not it. It's more like, oh, you're kidding, right? Fangirls? What is that? Or fanboys? Or, you know, and, and I know that I've called people or talked to people on Skype and they've said, I can't believe that you're talking to me, you know? And I know that Ryan gets that too. And I, I think Jen gets that. I don't know about Bob, but, no, you know, it's that. that kind of a, oh, you're famous kind of thing. And we all look at each other and go, no, we're not. Yeah. Well, Je- the story Jen was telling um, before where she met someone who's a fan of the podcast, that blows my mind because I always think there's a separation of church and state somewhere and there's like the podcast people, then there's the people that live in the real world that you run into every day <laughs> and that they never mix. And Jen ran into someone who listens to only new Pufwa, only right. the new stuff, and is going on and on about this wonderful podcast. You, you, Jen, you would love this podcast. It's called Potherfic Weekly. <laughs> and there's this wonderful woman there, Sue, and oh, Sue this and Sue that and Sue the other thing and Sue and Sue and Sue. And Jen's like, do I say I'm Jen? But <laughs> 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 like, you know, it's because and the same thing happened to Rinna. Rinna's at the wedding and she ran into some Harry Potter. She's not sure of the wedding. She ran into old Harry Potter friends. Oh, we listened to this podcast called Perfect Weekly. Rinna's like, I started that. <laughs> she can't it, say it because she'll look weird. It's 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 well, weird. it's like the it's, Melinda thing. Yeah. Where Melinda's in the store and people are actually talking about her story. And she's like, mm-hmm. do I say something or, you know. Do I just kind of leave and pretend like I never heard them? Because it is weird because you don't want to go, oh, yeah, that's me. You know, you're talking about me because that's a kind of a weird thing. I mean, all of us do this because we enjoy it and we're having fun with it. We're not doing it to be famous or or anything like that. But at the same time, we you are, know, we're doing it wrong. That's <laughs> true. Definitely, we're doing, definitely it wrong. doing it wrong. But, but you know yeah. what? To have somebody discussing your fic in front of you in the store. I mean, that's just got to be amazing. It's weird. It's Well, then it's that you find out that people that you never would think listen to your podcast, listen to your podcast. You know what I mean? That was always the weird thing for me. And I and I fully admit I'm being hypocritical here because I was the first person that fanboyed all over Melinda. And I believe Arabella and Jenya actually had jobs. I thought they just wrote. You know what I mean? It's like you get into that mindset where you stop thinking these are people. It's like when you're a kid and you think your teachers live at the school. Like mm-hmm. they don't have lives. It's that same type of context. And it when pe- like yeah, when people are kind of like nervous to talk to you, I'm like, why? It's me. <laughs> like, it's but really it, not it, that nerve wracking, guys. It's just Ryan. It is like like he, he podcasts in his boxers. I mean, come on. Like, what are you nervous <laughs> about? <laughs> oh, now we know. Now we know. Now you know. Yeah, we do. So that was a good question. So what else do we have in the... Uh... Well, I didn't get a chance to answer it. Oh, Thanks. I'm sorry, Bob. I apologize. Did you think you're continue. driving or something? No. I, I, I'll, I... I'll just quickly add... Um... No, don't quickly. Don't no, 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 no. Because I, I really don't, don't want to like repeat everything you guys have to say. Because as exciting repeat, as that would be. Um, I mean, just for me personally, um, like being like podcasting, like the, the week-to-week kind of thing, you really don't feel it. I mean, where I didn't really feel it. And it wouldn't be like until... See, I have to admit, I have not been... Uh, I never had the opportunity to meet someone at random who's like known about Spellcast or any of that stuff that I've done, or any other... Or my involvement with Potterfic, or even Potterfic Weekly. Um, but it's just... I think at conventions, it became really surreal. Um I know. Mm-hmm. I don't think either of you haven't been to a convention, right? I no, haven't. but I get to go soon. It's going to be here. Yay! Oh, sorry. Awesome. Yeah. If you haven't gone to a convention, well, I don't know. It's probably very different than it was back when the books weren't out yet, or the or Deathly Hallows wasn't out yet. But um, 
what was I going to say before I interrupted myself with the echo? Uh, but basically, like, it'd be weird, like, because I'd be sitting there, just sitting there talking, like, with my friends and whatnot, and then, like, random people would come up and be like, are you guys the spellcasters? And we'd be like, yeah. And they're like, oh, you guys are so cool. I like your show. Okay, bye. And they'd be like, <laughs> okay, thanks. So it just, I mean, it, it was always really awesome to see that people were actually listening. Uh, in fact, I was remembering a story where there was this really, uh, there was this, person at one convention and I don't want to give out too many details just in case if someone happens to know or they're but there's this like really cute girl and she just starts talking to me and I'm like why are you talking to me and then I realized oh wait she's talking to me about spellcast because she knows that I'm even though I wasn't wearing anything spellcast at the time I guess she recognized me and I was like oh this is cool she recognized, she recognized your, voice. your voice yes or well, we, were, we were also um I kid yeah, whatever. Anyway, so but basically, <laughs> she told me how much she really enjoyed it, and da 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 da. So I mean, it, it's awesome to actually hear, like, and even, uh, well, even like with any show, I mean, or anything that you do, it's it's always great to hear um, the appreciation for your work. But uh, I have to say, the one time that it actually really affected me was um, it had nothing really to do with the, the podcast itself. But uh, at Azcatraz, we did a uh, a live play, mm-hmm. and there was this guy. And he was, he was, he was a little awkward. I'm not going to lie. He was, an, he was, a, he was a, a socially awkward fellow. And, um, he ended up getting one of the kind of the main roles in one of our plays. I mm-hmm. want to say it was the one that Aaron wrote, but anyway, he, uh, did it and he had a blast. And like the next morning he came and found me and told me like how much it really meant to him. He always wanted to be in a play and he always wanted to have a part. And uh, it's like some kind of theatrical whatever. And this has like been a life goal of his. And so it's just like, whoa. I am like through my work of this show, I've been able to help someone accomplish a life bucket list thing, I guess you could say. I don't know. But um, mm-hmm. it, it's really cool to actually have the opportunity to talk to the people who have been affected by things like Potterfic Weekly and Spellcast or and eventually even maybe uh, Point of View Weekly. Who knows? So, I mean, I'm sure we're deafening because of whatever sound issues we're having. So I'm sure we're deafening the entire <laughs> audience. So we may not have many people listening to Point of View Weekly. But yeah, I mean, that's that's the little thing which I don't think you ever get. You do this because you want to talk about something. Then all of a sudden there's someone who needs a friend out there who finds this. You know what I mean? It's, it's these little things that you can never possibly, possibly, possibly think of. And they just happen. And, and that's where you go. It's just... It just it blows my mind completely. Well, I talked to somebody at the concert the other night who like knew all the Jen stories. I don't even know all the Jen stories. And was asking me, you know, are these for real? And I was like, oh yeah, they really are. Oh yeah. So you know, it, some people listen. It it's amazing to me when oh, man. <laughs> Live I'm gonna go podcast. on YouTube. Bye, Sue. We love you. So we hope our audience is still sticking with us tonight. I have no idea. I, I apparently I sound like a jet engine. No idea why these things happen. Just hang in there. Yeah, we, we, the we apologize uh, for audio issues. Hopefully, it won't affect the recorded audio. The recorded audio will be fine. I think it's just one of those quirky things. We and this is podcasting right here. We do these. We do the same thing four times in a row. Three times it works great. One time, apparently, cats hanging onto the side of a you know a tarmac. I mean. Stuff, stuff happens on these. So uh, I believe there was a question in there for me about football. Yes, Is in fact, correct? I think it was Death Roll mm-hmm. who asked about sports. I think more specifically, he wanted to have you talk about the Patriots in the preseason. All right. So hopefully, here we go. Now, as, Center Ryan. as um, 
as Lithuanians may know, if not, I'll explain it for you. Um, I love Harry Potter. I love Star Trek, uh, Babylon 5, uh, Battlestar Galactica, and politics. I'm a political junkie, okay? Like, when when it's election day, that's like my Super Bowl. Like, I have mm-hmm. a test, like, the night that the it was the midterm elections in 2006. I had a grad school test. I asked if I could move it. Because the election returns were on and the professor was like, well, the, you know, you'll find out when you get out of class. I'm like, that is not acceptable. Like, I, like, that's my thing. So to make room for all of this stuff in my head, I decided a few things had to go overboard. And one of those things was sports. I decided sports had to go overboard. Now, I have a rudimentary understanding of sports, which I will share with you now. Now, it's n- now, I'm not an aficionado, I'm not an uber fan, but I know enough that I can get by and I can talk to people comfortably about it so that they will never know that I'm not a sports fan because I hide it very, very well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what I will do now is I'm going to explain to you how football works. Oh, no. Okay? Here's the thing. All right? Football. You ready? I'm ready. Football is played on a giant field. All right. Like, for example, the Patriots, the New England Patriots, whose uniforms are blue, who wear helmets, they play in Foxborough. That's like their, that's their home turf. It's in Foxborough. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, on the New England Patriots, we have Tom Brady. All right. Somebody Google. We, I have Googled nothing, Sue. <laughs> I have Googled... No, if, please, Sue, you think if I Googled, I would be talking like this? Googled nothing. Uh, Tom Brady, who coincidentally is married to a supermodel and who has a, a son, Tom Brady. Um, Tom Brady is a patriot, and he is on the Patriots, the New England Patriots, with many other young men who also wear helmets. What color is the helmet? I'm going to go with blue, Bob. That is incorrect. Well, hold on, Bob. I might be colorblind. Do not discriminate against me so soon. Okay. (laughs) So so the Patriots, um, they play in the field, you know, fine young men on the field, you know, many of whom in the past, I'm sure, have had generous helpings of steroids. You know, God knows. (laughs) And and they and they play on the field. um, And Phil is also on the field. Um, he has a headset similar to mine, and um, frequently in the middle of a game, people shout in his ear that there is a jet engine going on and we're having difficulty hearing. We need you to coach the game and fix your sound issues. <laughs> so that's something that happens frequently. Now, here's how football works, all right? Both teams line up at the middle. Like, picture the field. In the middle, there's a big line, and they line up at the line, all right? And here's the thing. At opposite ends of the field, there are giant wishbone thingies. All right? Now picture a wishbone. Now picture a giant wishbone. There, are, There's a giant wishbone at each end of the field. All right? And there's a line under each of the wishbones that runs parallel to the middle line. All right? We're going to call that the wishbone line for, for purposes of clarity. All right? And the point of football is you take, there's the football, I call it the ball, you can call it the football if you'd like, and we need to get the ball, or the football, to the wishbone thingy line, all right? 
So we we have one of our guys run with it. Now the problem is all of those fine young men, many of whom are on steroids, are trying to stop us. So they jump on our person, and it hurts, Bob. It hurts. So it hurts. we fall to Be the we fall to the ground as we go. So then we get up, and there's expressions that we use depending on where we have fallen on the way to the wishbone thingy. I won't bore you with their names. So eventually, Aww. the goal is we we get to the wishbone thingy, and we throw the ball to the ground, and we do a little dance. And the little dance is required to get the points. They're called points, Bob. <laughs> Now, I don't think so, but okay. Instead of just calling, saying, you've got a point, New England Patriots, we multiply it by a factor of seven. It's like cat years. All right? So if you join <laughs> the football game in the middle, Bob, you might see the score is 21 to seven. That's three to one to you and me, but they'd like it better 21 to seven. It makes them feel like they're accomplishing more. All right? Now, every once in a while, for reasons I will not bore you with, the ball has to be kicked through that wishbone thingy, and that's not easy. Mm-hmm. That is not an easy thing to do. And we get, we throw in an extra point for that, but just, you know, for, for the sport of it all. Sounds good. Sounds good. So then at the end of the game, whoever has more points got A, a good workout, and B, got more points by running the ball or the football past the young men on steroids to the wishbone thingy line. That is how mm-hmm. football works. That is I think that's relatively close. I, I could be wrong. I, I think but. I nailed it. I like Sue. Like I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I know you think I wikied that. I did not. I, I know, and and you've got uh, people in the background yelling things at you, like field goal. It's called a field goal. Downs. They're called downs. I, I yeah. knew they were called downs. I didn't want to bore people needlessly. Okay. Mm, this is true. And, and we have someone in the chat that learns so much. So they said, thank you very much for teaching them all about football. They are, they are, they are most welcome. They are most welcome. My question to you. Yes. Why is it called football? Why is it called football? Because, Sue, in Europe, they play it with their feet. <sighs> okay. So it's called, they kick the ball. And it's called and it's called football. Now, when they when they brought the game over here, those strapping young men, many of whom are on steroids, had difficulty kicking the ball. Like they, they there was just there was enormous difficulty kicking the ball here. I don't know why. <laughs> I think the steroids knocks off their equilibrium. There's some vertigo issues. Plus, they get bumped in the head quite a bit. So. <laughs> So what they do I'm is... I'm sorry, I'm is, laughing at Kat, who's head-desking at you now. Yes, that's fine. Now, have her scream in my ear about my sound quality, because that will make it even better. <laughs> so, that is why... So they have difficulty kicking the ball. So, so they had to... They, they're using their feet to kick it, and, and it needed to be a different shape. So they said, just hold it and run with it. It's, it's the same thing. Just hold it uh, and run okay. with it. It accomplishes the same task. And it accomplishes the same task. So that is death roll. That is how football works. And I, I tailored that to the New England Patriots by throwing in the part about the blue uniforms and, and Tom Brady, who, who works there. You know. Just for the record, Ryan, yes. the New England Patriots helmet is silver. So even if you were colorblind, you'd still be able to see it. But I'm very far away, Bob. I'm looking very far away. It's all blending in. I have a very small television set. 
Oh, okay. Very All right, small, I'll give you that. I have then. a very small television set. The one that Chuck hangs off the of? The one that Chuck hangs off of, yes. And when there's a cat on there, I can't see anything. So, so kind of keeping with the theme of sports, yes. um, I know that you were asked specifically to, to uh, talk about football, but do you guys have any particular sports that are your favorites, whether it be to watch or play? Particular sports that are my favorite to watch or play. All right, Bob, have I ever told you the story about when I used to play baseball as a young boy? Uh, no, but I have a feeling this is going to be really interesting. All right, well, it's actually not baseball. You remember T-ball, Bob? I remember mm-hmm. T-ball. All right. I played T-ball. Now, Bob, in the T-ball manual, do you recall, is there like a number of times that you can be up at bat and swing and miss? Is there a specific number of times that you could swing and miss and be out? Well, I imagine it would depend on your league, but uh, to my knowledge, because it's about making little boys feel good about themselves, there is no striking out. So I would say zero. That's what I thought too, Bob. Now, what happened was I swung and missed so many times. For the purposes of time, they decided they needed a number. Because they couldn't just let me go on all day. It was embarrassing everybody. Except me, because I just thought it was hysterical. So the answer to your question, Bob, is 15. It's 15 times. <laughs> no offense, Ryan, but how did you miss a ball on a tee 15 times? Well, I didn't miss the ball on the tee. There were quite a few times I hit the tee, just not in the vicinity of the ball. And they wow. were afraid oh. I was actually going to damage the tee, because at one point the tee was a little it was crooked. At the end, there was, there was difficulty <laughs> with the T. So, and then I would be kind of, you know, and I, and when I was a kid, I used to want to be a writer. So I was, I was brainstorming and I was, you know, bathing stories in my head. And when I would mm-hmm. do that, I would forget to stand on the base, you know, Bob. So mm-hmm. what happened was I would get out quite frequently just by standing there. And I didn't care because... And daydreaming. Then I got to go hit the tee the again, but they didn't like it when I did that, so they kind of moved me down in the line. So that was the pinnacle of my sports career. I just learned of a new sports game. It's called Beer Ball. I've heard of this. Beer Ball. It wow. sounded like a lot of fun. Apparently, one needs to go get really cheap beer in cans. And the more beer you can get, the better off you are. And I'm thinking that if you can get it warm... That's probably good, too. And it started off kind of like your tee ball experience, I believe. They said that they set it up on a tee. They would balance the ball, the beer can on the tee, and then they would swing at it with the bat and see how far they could hit it. But they found that if they actually pitched it, and if you hit it just right, it sprays this beautiful spray, and it makes a Patronus. It makes a Patronus? It makes a Patronus. So that's that's what they're calling. They call them beer Patronuses. And if you can hit this thing just right, uh-huh. it makes this beautiful beer Patronus, and then that is your Patronus, and it will protect you. Does it work? And apparently you can go through 30, 40 cans of beer in, in an evening and, and have a really good time. I imagine, though, that you should walk to the park when you do that, because if you're driving home reeking of that much beer... You're going to end up in jail. That was my follow-up question before we recommend this on the podcast, because it doesn't seem like a lifesaver. It's apparently played um, closer to your neck of the woods than my neck of the woods, but I I heard about it the other night at the rock concert. And I saw a beautiful picture of a beer Patronus that is quite 
Well, but... well I'm sure the mass holes out here love it, Sue. Yes, I'm sure the mass holes <laughs> Sue do. just learned that Massachusetts <laughs> drivers driving. are called mass holes. I'm like, you didn't know. <laughs> We're very proud of it. No, no Bob, uh, we, we haven't our talked. Tech department is, or our IT department is informing me that it's illegal to have open alcohol in a public park. But see, it's not open until you hit it. And so I, I'm not sure that that's considered open alcohol. The IT department's very chatty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we have a very chatty IT department I love department our IT tonight. department. I love our IT department. She's like, hit these 17 buttons. I'm like, I'm trying to talk on a book. Well, I have to say, Ryan, that my uh, my favorite sport, hands down, is baseball, and I actually follow it. Um, but my experience with the sport and when I was younger was very similar to yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually quite successful at T-ball. Um, it was after T-ball that it got to me because... See, for some reason, I don't know how and I don't know when, but I became afraid of the baseball. Probably because the difference between t-ball and baseball mm-hmm. is in t-ball, it sits there and you get to whack the crap out of it. Mm-hmm. Compared to base, compared to baseball, the ball comes hurling at you at at at, at high speeds yes. and it could potentially hit you and that could potentially hurt. So, as much as I enjoyed baseball as a kid, I was also definitely afraid of the ball. Mm-hmm. So. I loved playing in the I loved, I played in the outfield. I loved playing on defense. When it came to offense, I was like like I was like paralyzed with fear at the plate. And so basically my coach was basically just hoping that the pitcher couldn't throw a strike because the only way I get on base is because I would uh I would get a walk. And mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know baseball, a walk is when you accumulate four balls and you get a ball when the ball is outside the strike zone. I'm sure. Go ahead and look it up. W- I Wikipedia. Was say, I, I, I'd like to. Ex- I can explain it for you, Bob, if you don't want to go okay. through it because I'm, I'm very good at baseball too. Okay. okay. Well, but I'm the thing afraid. was, because is, the reason why is that I wouldn't swing the bat. Like I would literally just stand there. I would just like, because I was so afraid of getting hit with the ball, I would just sit there and not swing the bat. And I remember, like, because I played baseball for about two years, and then, like, the last game, <laughs> this is so embarrassing, um, but in the last game, um, I actually, in my, like, one of my last at-bats, I actually swung the bat, and, like, the entire, like, our entire side of the stands just, like, got up and, like, like cheered, and it was, like, standing ovation because I had swung the bat. Like, I, who never swung the bat went ahead and swung and still struck out. But they were proud of me because I actually swung the bat. That has so, to have been uh, a good feeling, though. It, yes, yeah. it, was, it was kind of also embarrassing because everyone was like, what the heck are they all cheering about? Because it was just kind of weird. Well, it's like those but, TV shows where the underdog team is going up against the team that's unbeatable and they get like one point and they like rush off the field because they've accomplished their mission to score anything, not to beat them. Yeah, basically. I've never had that particular incident happen. The, the closest I came was at my college graduation when my aunt asked everyone to clap for me because I didn't have any friends. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, there, there, was a, there was a story, which we've told before. The, the guy who graduated directly before me was a star member of the hockey team, and the hockey was big at my school, and he right. was injured, and they said, he'll never live, and he lived, and they said, he'll never wake, and he woke. And he'll never walk, and he walked. He'll never graduate college, and he graduated. So every newspaper camera crew in the world was there, and his last name began with an E, and and mine with an F. And we were both poli-sci majors, and I realized, holy crap, he's going right before me. And he went up Mm -hmm. in a place 
lit up like a Christmas tree, Bob, and 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 everyone was clapping, and then they mm-hmm. said, "Okay, now it's your turn." <laughs> oh, and, that and, sucks. Yeah, and and that was that was very problematic. Well, yes. aside from my uh, my spectacular baseball playing a career playing the game, um, I I took a hiatus after that particular season to rethink my uh, my my activities I did outside of school and that's when I became into, got into computers and video games. Well, actually I was already into video games when I was like, well, I don't know, three. But um, so after a while like in high school, I eventually was uh, dragged into getting involved with baseball again mm-hmm. because for some reason um, the baseball announcer at, a, at one of the baseball tournaments um, see there's a difference between what is uh, a PA announcer and a color commentary person, okay. like on mm-hmm. television. So, like a PA announcer says, "Now batting number whatever number," and then the player's name, and then that's basically all they do. And then they, they announce, like, "Oh, the snack bar's closing," or uh, the score at the end of the inning. Nothing. It's nothing in depth. Color commentary is like what you'd hear on the radio, like on oh, the pitcher. Uh, throw well. This is gonna sound horrible, but like basically, no, wait, play, I have like, I have a perfect one for you here, Bob. Okay. Color commentary is Luna telling us about the footage. That, that that makes a lot of sense. It's not just reporting the numbers. It's no Luna. Oh God, I haven't read the canon in way too long. I know it was in the sixth book. Oh my God, I'm really. This is the one where Harry, didn't Harry get beat over the head with like the thing or whatever? I think so. No. No, no, did Harry, I, like, get knocked out of a game because McClag of whatever the hell his name was? McClagan. McClagan. Wasn't there an issue with Harry in the game because of McClagan? The issue was that Draco, after the game, insulted the Weasleys and Harry got in a big fight with him. But I don't I'm thinking, think that I'm was... thinking of a fic. Please continue, Bob. Okay. It's okay. So basically, the guy is like, okay, one of the one things you don't do, like, as an announcer would be, okay, do you know what stealing is in baseball? Yes. Okay. So the, there's a runner on first base, and he's attempting to steal to second. Yes. And the pitcher still has the ball and has not a clue this is happening. And then the guy over the PA system go, says, and the runner goes. And all of a sudden, the pitcher's like, oh, crap, and turns around, throws the ball to second base, and gets the runner out. Which he never would have known if the runner didn't give it away. If the, if the guy the didn't give it, away. give it away. So the guy was kind of promptly kick out, kicked out of the uh, announcer box. And so they didn't have an announcer. And then for some reason, uh, one of the, uh, the staff there, because it was school stuff, um, they were just looking for people to, you know, get in front of the mic and just say people's names. Mm-hmm. And then, like a bunch of a bunch of the the parents who were there were like, "Oh, Bobby, you should go do it." And I was like, "Eh, okay, whatever." And so, because I was bored out of my mind, because I mean, as exciting as baseball is, I mean, at that particular tournament, I could care less because it was two teams that were playing that I didn't know. Right. So I just went up there and I started doing it. And then they're like, "You're so good at this. You have such a nice voice." And it's like, "Eh, whatever." <laughs> like, and I was like, I just thought people were just kind of like, you know how. Whenever somebody just does something, and regardless of like if a child does something, and regardless of how horrible it is, all the adults are like you did such a great job, oh, yes. and like thumbs up. Yep. But then like, because I thought like the entire tournament we were there, I thought they were just totally BSing me. And then it wasn't until um, the high school coach 
of the school I actually went to at the time, like came up to me and she's like, I want you to be my announcer. And I was like, oh crap, they weren't necessarily making that up. I apparently am kind of good. So basically then I became a baseball announcer for six years. And then that's how I kind of decided I liked voice and then Potter podcasting. And so basically baseball got me into Harry Potter podcasting. That's why I was excited to talk about sports just a tiny bit. That's just, to me, that's just really interesting because you always seem like you do like the announcer thing mm-hmm. just as that's much. That's because as... I have six years of experience yeah. of it. That's why I, I that's why because for me, like everything I would do as an announcer was pretty much scripted, which is probably why Spellcast became so scripted. It was, it was very, very on. scripted. And it, yeah. and because I had never done that, I didn't know enough to, to, to expect a script. So when you had to be a script one day, I'm like, now what do I do with this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because I think that's definitely a very good point. I think no, that, is, no, that makes sense. I mean, that makes a ton of sense that that's so. the way you used to have to do it. it. Gives me more respect for how well you're doing without the script. You are. This is only episode four. I met. I bet by like episode 150. Oh, this is gonna be like easy for me. By episode I, 150, I hope you're not hearing yourself 30 seconds delayed screaming into your left ear in the middle of the podcast. I really hope so too. I, I really so. I hope so yeah, as well. That would be nice. I hope so as well. And in fact, I'm going I, to try one quick thing to see if this uh-oh. fixes. Hold on this. to your seats, folks. Hang on to uh-oh. your seats, everybody. This could be bad. We we may go dark for a moment. No, I don't want anyone to be alarmed. Don't panic. Do not Nobody panic. panic. Are you ready? All right. Three. Ready. Get ready to click. Three, two, one. Two, click. One. Yeah, I have no idea what the hell is going on. Wait, wait, wait. I, think hey, I don't, I don't hear an echo. The echo's gone. Are you serious? Yep. The echo so is gone. The question is, chat. Chat room. Is anyone still alive in the chat room? Bob? Bob Squirrel King, can you hear yeah. us? Wrong Bob. The Bob with the squirrels. So I'm glad we fixed it. I'm not sure what that did. I'm sure it will extend editing by about three days, but I'm glad we were able to fix our little stuff. You know what? It's Puffwai. And this is part of the, this of is the part deal. Of it. Is that we can do this. Well, I don't know if do the chat's hearing us or not. They're not answering at all. The chat is not responding. Well, the the chat's usually oh, there we go. minutes behind anyway. Because we just they can heard hear just Ryan now, talking to Bob. Impact. So I guess we're good. We're well, good. No, all I right. think Ryan talk, and Bob's comment was previous to his other comment about it's strange for me because Ryan keeps on saying Bob and he probably thinks he's talking to Bob instead of oh, Bob okay. King. Well, if we wait another five minutes, Bob Squirrel King will catch up to us five minutes ago, and then we'll be exactly. Uh-huh. Well, I think we could just go ahead and go because I think we're good. I, I think we're fantastic. So thanks Definitely. for bearing with us um, with all of our issues tonight. And I wish I could tell you this will be the last of the issues, but you're going to look back at this as the good old days. Oh, boy, that's it is. So, so please enjoy. So, uh, what else do we have? Well, can, can, I, can I do another sports thing? I'll, I'll yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, go absolutely. Ahead, I I was never a sports player. In fact, in school, I was kind of like Ryan. I hated it. I always got out. The teacher Mm -hmm. took pity on me and made me the scorekeeper. And I went from getting Fs to getting As because I was really good at being the scorekeeper. So I like that. But uh, I have a baby brother. He's 10 years younger than I am. And he loved Mm -hmm. hockey. He was way into hockey. Loved the Los Angeles Kings. Still does. And so my way of bonding with him was to watch hockey with him. That was my way of trying to, you know, hang out with my baby brother and get to know him a little better because, you know, 10 years difference. That's a pretty big difference. I fell in love with hockey. I started watching it without him. It was great. Mm-hmm. I it just it, cool. I loved it. I loved to watch it. I knew all the stats. I knew all the words, you know, goal and and all those things. And then I moved to Oregon and we have wishbone great... thingy is helpful. I'm sorry? too, Sue. 
wishbone, wishbone thingy. thingy. Yeah. Write that one down. Uh, there's no equivalent in hockey, but it's, it's, it's universal. universal. Okay. It's it's a net thingy. I'm gonna say a net thingy or so than a wishbone thingy, thingy. rather net than thingy. a a uh, hmm. wishbone thingy. But anyhow, I I really you know that was my way of bonding with my my baby brother, and we spent a lot of time talking hockey and and hanging out together. And then I moved to Oregon, and, and Portland actually has a great hockey team, but I was not. I it's far away, and I don't get there and. So I've kind of let hockey go. Uh, I don't get to watch it anymore or listen to it. But it was some. It was my way of bonding with my baby brother. So it was cool. Oh, that's very cool. Cool. And do do you have a favorite hockey team by chance? Oh, it was the Kings. Okay. Yeah, the Los Angeles Kings. I the Ducks too. I mean California, but and mm-hmm. I love the way that the Ducks got named. That was you know absolutely perfect. No, uh, definitely if, the Mighty if, Ducks. If anybody doesn't know that the. Uh, News commentator got up and said, we don't know what Anaheim's going to name their team, but we know one thing for sure. It's not going to be the Mighty Ducks. And so they said, we're going to call it the Mighty Ducks. I'd offer to talk about the Boston Bruins, but I don't think that would be helpful. So what's next now that we can all hear each other? I'm hoping to God. <laughs> I was going to say, I can hear are. myself speak now. This is awesome. You I, mean, can't... I, all, I can hear myself think. Let me clarify, not speak. I'm like, no, not again. Not again. Okay, so I we, think we, we probably have... have... New- I know we were we don't usually do shout outs well every once in a while we do shout outs for the uh live stream but the chat we have a new listener who's mm-hmm. someone from the forum who has like one post on the forum so oh, welcome like I'm not gonna be able to say it Riki I'm gonna go with Riki I'm not sure that's Wrong right but Riki. anyhow welcome Riki or whoever you are hopefully you are enjoying now, the show I hope, yeah and what I'm hoping is happening this is what I'm picturing is gonna happen now we're gonna get to the feed later and you're going to hear me say something. And then like an hour and a half earlier, I'll realize Sue's already responded to it because everything's going to be out of order. And I just realized I'm going to spend my weekend putting this episode back together. <laughs> so welcome. Ooh, are you volunteering to do it? Because it's my turn. But, it, you know, I'll, I'll take a shot out of it. You might have to interesting as I think, Sue, I, I get you back because I almost deleted season five. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Well, I, I like this in the chat earlier. It says... Uh, now Ryan is responding to Sue's comments before she makes them. These are some oh my interesting God, sound issues. Happening. And somebody oh said, goodness. that's not a sound issue. Ryan and Sue are just mind-melded. <laughs> um, you mind-melded while I was gone? Turn yeah, around. We... <laughs> oh, no. Ah, pronounced Rebel K. Rebel okay. K. I was going to say Rebel Key, but Rebel K, Ricky? that works too. But anyhow, welcome. We're glad you're here. Welcome. We're glad Indeed. you're here. If there's anything you'd like us to talk about, please chime in. And I'm hoping we didn't deafen too many people tonight because I deafened Cat. I deafened half the hosts when I was trying to figure out how to get this live thing to work. And, yeah, she um, left us. She said, that's it. I'm leaving. <laughs> she decided she needed to eat She's some like, dinner. Bye. Bye. All right. So what's next on the list? I think we have time for probably one more topic before we have to call it a night. No, and I was quick th- one. I think we should talk about Star Wars. Because <laughs> I love Star Wars, and I know that Ryan kind of knows about Star Wars. By you've watched it twice. Oh, I'm right? familiar, Bob. Okay, excellent. Because uh, uh, you your know, wife Richard loves Star Wars, right? Star Wars. Danielle loves 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 Star Wars, and on our first date, mm-hmm. which went swimmingly, by the way. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Because there was there was there was no misinterpretation, no confusion, no puffwa madness happening on our first date whatsoever. Worked mm-hmm. splendidly, sure. except not so much. So on the date, she picked her favorite movie. I picked mine, and we shared. And she picked Star Wars. And apparently, I checked my email. 
and that oh, was wow. like 10 years ago and i'm still suffering every day as a result of it mm-hmm. so i i am familiar i have seen the movies each once and or twice some of them i've seen twice and i i i get them but for whatever reason the it's not my thing yet. It didn't draw me in. So maybe something will happen one day that will draw me in and I'll get it. But for now, my response was that was a very nice movie. Interesting. How about you, Sue? Are you a huge Star Wars fan? I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but I, I've seen I've seen all the originals mm-hmm. several times. I'm not sure I've seen the latest one. Oh, episode three? Yeah. Whatever episode is. three is actually probably the best of the of the new trilogy. I'd have to now, say. Episode one had an annoying little giraffe man. Oh, you mean Jar Jar Binks? I'm assuming yes. Yes. He kept running around and he kept squeaking at everybody, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like Dobby, but like <laughs> if Dobby were one of the trio, and you're like, shut up, 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 because he's always there. Mm-hmm. And th- that was kind of my reaction to um, the little giraffe man. Well, I would have to say one. that. Um, don't judge Star Wars by the new trilogy. If you're going to sit mm-hmm. down and watch Star Wars, watch the old trilogy. It is yes. significantly better. Um, now, can uh, I buy the old trilogy anywhere? Cause yeah, every, you can. You know, when I say old trilogy, I mean like this is what it looked like in 1970, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that for sale anywhere, that trilogy? On eBay. Like, probably on and eBay. It's like the VHS tapes from years past. Like It's never been released on DVD or anything like that. Is that correct? Well, I'm sure it has now. Yeah, no. No, I thought that, do you I think they've all been updated now? I think they've all been updated. Yeah, I, I don't think, think you could find the originals. Uh, not like you can't go out and buy them retail. You, because, I'd be surprised. Because aren't there 27 different versions of these things floating around? It's like the ones with... And all I know is I watched um, A New Hope with Danielle in the last year. Mm-hmm. And um, there was confusion on my part because Harrison Ford is in this movie. And mm-hmm. there's a scene in a bar with him and a strange little man, not the giraffe man, but another strange little man. And I mm-hmm. made a comment that he's sitting at a table, Bob. Jar Jar and, and Han Solo wouldn't be in the same movie. No, it's not no, the giraffe it's not Jar Jar. It's not he's, Jar Jar. He's D- talking different. about the bar. They're at the bar. I'm talking in about the, the Mos Eisley Cantina scene? Okay. Yes. And there's a scene <laughs> where Harrison Ford shoots the other guy. Oh, Greedo. And I, and I remember saying, what's his name? Greedo. He's a Rodian. Greedo or Guido? Greedo. G-R-E-D-O. Now, he shot Greedo. Uh-huh. And I had a flash from 10 years before, before I checked my email. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, I didn't think he shot first last time. And I said this out loud, and apparently that wasn't the correct thing to say. You should never say Han did not shoot first to any true Star Wars fan. Because I said to him, because it, it, it looks like he shot first. Oh, he, well, okay. Um, that is actually a bit of controversy within the well, Star so Wars. I found fan. out. Yes. Because um, in, the, in the original movie, um, he definitely shoots Greedo first. Okay. Um, but when uh, Lucas went back to... See, George Lucas... He's mm-hmm. like a fan fiction author who mm-hmm. can't let their fan fiction go. Like ah. they constantly go back and change things because they just they just want to because it was the original intent that he had. And because apparently Greedo was always supposed to shoot first instead of Han, but in the movie it very much looks like Han shoots before Greedo, which to be honest with you kind of 
with Han shooting first, it adds to a lot of his like his roguish character, it, like the anti hero. It's the rebel in him. Yeah. yeah. It's like that's what made Han Solo cool. And right. I'm not saying just specifically that scene, but it really added to it. I mean, it was like this guy is a badass. He shoots first. He's the anti hero. Because you had, you know, whiny Luke Skywalker who's like, ooh, I've got a lightsaber now. And oh no, my uncle and auntie are dead. And oh, I want to save the universe. No one cares about the farm boy. So that's why, like, that's why Han Solo was so cool. <laughs> the one that saw a video of his sister and thought she was hot? Exactly, that too. Now, do people really think I would just talk about Richard's incest to fill 15 minutes in our first episode? People were very, I felt bad about that because I, R- Richard can never run for president now. We apologize, oh, wow. Richard. Sorry, sorry, but, uh, Richard. No, I have to say that I am a huge Star Wars fan. Um, probably not as huge as my friend Lucas, who I mentioned earlier, who's like hardcore. Like he has Jedi robes and multiple lightsabers and like you know hundred dollar lightsabers, and he can. He's basically like if I have a question about the Star Wars universe, like I can ask him, and he knows everything. I'm slowly getting to that point. I mean, my my knowledge of Potter and Star Wars is pretty high, but um. No, I just I, I've always really enjoyed the whole mythos, um, the whole concept of the Jedi and the Sith. Um, I'm definitely a Jedi. In fact, uh, in that Star Wars, uh, the new Star Wars MMO, I'm a Jedi Knight. I'm loving that game so much. Um, now, though, even though all my friends have left, I'm sitting there just playing by myself as my my, my lights with my. I have actually multiple lightsabers in the game because I like the different colors. But my favorite lightsaber color is definitely blue. If you guys okay, so if you guys would have lightsabers, what color would they be? If I had a lightsaber, what yellow. Color would it be? Can Can I do red, or would that be no? You can be poor red. taste. Yeah. I can be okay. Thank God, because I thought you were going to say like Darth Vader was red, and now I'm evil or something like that. I was afraid of how that. Was. Well, well, yeah, te- that's technically. It it, I'm going to nerd out oh, on you guys. Uh, red lightsaber crystals tendency the the Sith or dark Jedi tend to use red lightsabers because. They're easier to find, or you easily can. They're, they're synthetic crystals. You can make them compared to the blue and the green and the yellow ones, like the Jedi's use. You have to like go out like and find them, and they're very difficult to find. So that's why red lightsabers are usually uh, what is it called used by the evil Jedi because it's just the easier way of doing things. But I have to admit, the red lightsaber is pretty cool. So. No, I just picked red because I'm, I was looking at something in my house that was red, and I said, ooh, that would look nice. So I thought I'd, I'd match. Now, my question is, do you think – now, obviously, we've had for decades Star Trek versus Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a genetic thing that makes you predisposed to one or the other? Like, if you are a Star Wars fan first, you can never love Star Trek quite the same way? Because I've never found someone who's equally both. I would have to say that my fandom, like, okay, mm-hmm. if my, okay, let's say if my Harry Potter fandom is like a nine, mm-hmm. my Star Wars fandom is like a seven, and my right. Star Trek fandom is like a six. So okay. it's like, I, re- to be honest with you, I really enjoy Star Trek, um, mainly because like, I, when it, Star Trek, the next generation would always be on right after I get off of work. So I just mm-hmm. like come home, lay down, like sit down on the couch in the apartment and just sit out and zone out to like two hours of Star Trek. So like I really enjoyed the universe of it, like and the how in depth and um, I guess I say the word, the word robust, but very robust um, kind of just like world, like world that had been created for it. 
So that's what really intrigued me about Star Trek and over Star Wars is it seems like it has a much has a lot more to play with, if you will. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I mean, there's, Star Wars has a lot, but Star Trek seems like it has a lot more. Well, Star Wars is the story about a group of people mm-hmm. in a universe, whereas Star Trek is more about the universe and what's outside it and, and the new possibilities. So Star Trek, I think, is probably more versatile. Although I say that, and I know there's lots of Star Wars books and mm-hmm. expanded Oh yeah, there's, there's stuff a ton there. of expanded stuff. Um, well, I am more familiar with the Star Wars stuff, but what I am familiar yeah. with the Star Trek, I would probably tend to agree with you. I mean, the, the Star Wars universe is very fleshed out. I mean, like they go from like the beginning of the universe, like the, the create, the beginning of the Force, the beginning of the Jedi, the the people who break off to become the Sith, and like the whole entire like galactic uh, kind of like the the Republic. It becomes the Empire. There's more to it than, you know, winding Luke Skywalker, roguish uh, Han Solo, and uh, sassy Princess Leia. Um, Did you have those available and ready to go? No, I came up with those on the fly. I'm learning, Ryan. (laughs) That was very good. I'm very proud of this young man, I have to say it. And there is a drinking game tonight. I've been taking a shot every time I say Bob this evening. If you back the tape up, I've said it 1,052 times so far. Nice. So you, it's because you're learning how to say it. We know I am. Yeah. I am. But, um, so yeah, I, I have to admit star Wars is a guilty pleasure of mine. Uh, along my guilty pleasures are Harry Potter, uh, star Wars and gaming. Well, I'm kind of funny because if you ask me right now, any question about Harry Potter canon, I probably have like a one in three chance of getting it right because I'm so confused as to what happened to the fic, what happened in the canon. And yeah. Same here. But if you name a Star Trek episode to me, I can probably tell you who was in it, what the character's name was, and at least one behind-the-scenes event from the, the, the creation of that episode. Like, Star Trek, for whatever reason, stuck with me in ways that Star Wars, you know, granted I've seen it twice, never did, and even Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like the movie trivia, I like. I, I even see one of the movies in the theater. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that never grabbed me as much, but the Star Trek stuff, absolutely, I'm right on top of that. Although for the new stuff, I'm not. For the new movie, I'm not following it. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not a huge fan of the newer movies. I mean, I can like, I even know watch it's coming them, out. But... Like, yeah. Like, I don't even know when it's coming out. I think part of the thing was with old Star Trek, it was kind of like, you know, how Perfect Weekly is kind of like your your guilty pleasure. It's that group of people that get you, you know, and you, you can't talk about us to the people at Starbucks because you'll seem weird. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, I love Star Trek when it was a geeky thing to like. And now mm-hmm. that normal people like it, I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> so uh, I need something, you know, small that no one's heard of, and I'll watch that. Mm-hmm. So I haven't been following that bit as much, but. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So we have four minutes left. Do we want to get to the meaning of life? I think we could hold off on the meaning of life. Well, hold off on that. Literally, I'm looking in the list. I'm like, okay, Star Trek, I want to do Wars. the Narwhals. The Narwhals. Sue, take it. Mm-hmm. Well, I just thought it was really interesting. I have very, very clear memories of doing reports in fourth or fifth grade about whales. Mm -hmm. And my brother actually, I got my brother to do illustrations for them because he actually draws much better than I do. And when I was a child doing these reports, narwhals were considered extinct. They did not exist. They had, but they were all gone. And now they're everywhere. How did that happen? They had lots of sex. It's just, they must have somewhere hidden away. Crazy okay, narwhal sex. Go, I'm sorry. Now all I want to do is read the Paradigm of Uncertainty Trilogy. And <laughs> Bob got me onto it. 
<laughs> I was listening to that the other day. I was like, literally, I almost like wet myself, like just hearing you talk about like <laughs> all the sexual, like molestation, like all these like laws That's that awkward. they were breaking by like, st- like, like flying up and like peering into their window. Oh, it was, it was <laughs> horrible. Well, it's, it's, it's awkward because Jen, is, I'm listening, to, I'm doing the third season for recap episode i have an hour of it finished and it's tight like i have gone over this a hundred times the first hour is locked and i listened to the lioness when the lioness fights episodes and jen's like i feel really dirty asking ryan to read this he's like my brother and i'm like read this rape story and get back to me by thursday <laughs> and, I, and i and when we did psychic serpent which was my pick for the podcast i'm listening to melinda she's like they're very horny in this one i'm like melinda lee or just a horny i think i'm blushing <laughs> 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 it's, it's, it's awkward. Was that before, or after Melinda? Bob's country was porn dorm. Everybody tightening in the jeans. That oh, that was well after that. That was well after the tightening in the jeans incident. Well, well after. Yeah. So well, and think, then Brian sent me some fix, and he's like, "These are a little racy." I feel they bad. Are racy. No, but you, Sue, that but- wasn't okay. my fault. That was not my fault. I picked a fic. And I read the first chapter, and it was there was nothing racy about the first chapter. And I said, I like this fic very much. I shall read more. And, like, I was very moved going on. Now, when this happened to Jen, she found out it was an M-Preg fic. No, and she got very embarrassed. Going hairy. This one was, unfortunately, Fifty Shades of Grey on estrogen. So... Mm. But my thing is, I started it, Bob. I have to keep reading. So I kept... You can't stop. I can't stop. And I made Sue read it, and then I felt uncomfortable. I think I'll pass. (laughs) Just saying. I think... Let you know now. Yeah. I I think you should read it, Bob. Well, it's actually interesting, since we're now talking about uh, scandalous fan fiction. I I don't think... I may or may not have told the story on Butterfic Weekly, but one of the most awkward moments for me when we were doing Spellcast... There was one morning, um, I used to work for a retail uh, store that required, the because uh, the store opened at 6, um, I would have to like be up at 5, and I remember one night, at a late night, still went to, like, got to work, I get to work, and then they tell me, we don't need you, you can go home. And I was like, oh, lovely. So then I go home, and I'm just like, I don't even know what to do with myself, I'm just awake, and I'm like, what am I going to do? But I'm half asleep. So I was like, I know, I'll just read Harry Potter fan fiction. And I'm going along, going along, and I find um, this one story um, that's about Ron and Hermione, and it has this big warning on it. Oh, and I don't, and I don't recognize the word. And I was like, okay, whatever this is. I mean, whatever. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna read it. Not that big of a was deal. It, was it necrophilia, Bob? It was, it was <laughs> it necrophilia, but it had like a really high rating. So I was like, what the heck? I'll give it a shot. I haven't read a dirty fic in a while. I don't think it was dirty. I, I didn't think it was dirty, but they said it was like R, and it was like warning. I was like, there's probably like either one lots of violence or sex. And no one fan. Movians were entering Bob's smut lockdown. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say this may or may not be appropriate, but we are now. So I'm going through this story and basically I'll just, okay, I'll go ahead and I'll spoil basically what it was talking about. But basically what it was talking about is um, there, there was, there was sex in it, but there was like, it was Hermione doing something to Ron and I won't, for the sake of keeping things relatively PG, I won't say what it was, um, okay. but it was relatively, um, it was different. And, uh, but anyway, but the funny thing was, I'm sitting there reading this and it's really like what's going on is like disturbing, but like the character of like, like Hermione's character and Ron's character portrayal is amazing. 
Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I just like thought it was like some of the best character writing in fan fiction I had read in mm-hmm. ages. And like, I read a lot of fanfic through Spellcast. And I was yeah. like, I have to share this. I got to share this with somebody. And then poor Josh, Josh, who's Australian, um, is online. Uh, and I was like, Josh, you have to read this. This is some of the best characterization I've seen ever. And I said, and he's like, okay, I'll read it. And he goes and reads it. And he's like, Robert. I was like, what? He's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> it's just like, why would you send that to me? And I was like, you've the, gone over to the dark he's place. Like, the characterization so good. He's like, yes, but I didn't want to hear about Hermione doing that thing to Ron and that wrong place of wrong things of wrongness. So yes, but uh, <laughs> maybe after the air, I'll share what it was. But after we're off air, I'll share what it was. But it was just, needless to say, it was just one of those moments where I was half asleep. Characterization was amazing, and yeah, disturbing smut fic is. This still sounds disturbing. an awful lot like Jen's thick wreck. It's it's like showing up for like a blind date and having it not be the date you thought it was. It's it's that's the only way I can classify that moment when you start reading and you're like, oh my, but you can't get away from it. Like yeah. that's you can't, yeah. I found a, a Snape Ginny yesterday. I was like, okay, no. <laughs> ha, no, no, no. That's like Ginny Dudley. Oh, no. see, that's yeah, yeah. not nice either. Okay, I think that is actually a really great place to end the episode <laughs> as we talk about Jimmy <laughs> Dudley. But we haven't done worse dates yet. <laughs> we can we can do we can save that for another episode because we can save that. Oh, I've got a humdinger of a story. That I yeah, and so do before. I. I've never used that phrase before in my life. Humdinger, actually. Humdinger. But how are we? Before we go. Um, I just wanted to take a moment to do a shout out. Uh, to the two people who have left uh five star ratings for us on iTunes. Absolutely. Uh, we really appreciate those of you who've taken the time out to uh, tell us how you feel about the show and also tell all of, uh, the people on iTunes. Um, so what I want to do real quick is I'm going to go ahead and read both of those. Uh, we this, this is not going to be like a normal thing. Uh, so I mean, if you do put a, a five-star review on pot or any star review on iTunes, we really appreciate it. And if, we, if, like, and if there's certain episodes where we have time for it at the end, we'll definitely share some of our favorite. And, but, but because we only have two up there right now, we have the time for it, uh, I'm going to go ahead and share that with you. And before he does that, if you're wondering, if you're writing your review out and you're wondering, if you're wondering what kind of a plane I had behind me all night tonight during our podcast, it was a 757. So if that's pertinent to your review, just to let you know that. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so I'll do this. Good to know. Like, um, the first one was from Chaos Monkey Alpha. I'm guessing that's what that is. Um, And their review is entitled POV Weekly. Let's keep it simple, huh? Nerdiness is hot right now. Conversational topical chats and chat shows are fun. Point of View Weekly is the peanut butter and your chocolate in this tasty combo. This show is fun little geeky coffee (laughs) clatch, which can switch between silly and serious in the blink of a of a bespectacled eye. That's a big word. Anyway, it helps. <laughs> it helps if you've listened to Potterfic Weekly or the Poofle Exchange podcast. But even if you haven't, the podcasters make themselves known readily and amusing. Give it a try. You just might like it. So thank you, Chaos Monkey Alpha, for that. And, <laughs> I'm sure you have a show with her name somewhere. We just don't know. Yeah, what it is. yeah, exactly. And then the next one is a must listen from Criminal Tech 98. Abiding commentary on the morning shows we all love to hate. Point of View Weekly takes all preconceived notions of talk shows and puts it put it 
puts it on its ear. Not only is this egg-obsessed cast of grade A caliber, good one, uh, Criminal Tech 98. I like the grade A if you know, like eggs. <laughs> yes, that's anyway, good. Yeah, but the discussions are everything fans have come to love about the classic Potterfic Weekly episodes. Tune in to listen to off-topic commentary, outrageous stories of misadventures, reference to the Poofal Curse, and stories that just never seem to end. And that thank you, thank right. you for that review, Criminal Tech ninety eight. Um, thank you very much as well. So, thank uh, you. That's really cool. And if if anyone just wants to review us, I, once you get so many reviews in, they, then they put up stars for you, and it makes it easier for people to find the podcast. Even if you think we suck, just review. <laughs> yeah, we really want to know what you guys think. Uh, we believe everyone should vote. Agree. Yes. I mean, and also, um, we we really want to encourage you guys to take. Uh, a part of our various activities. Unfortunately, I do not think we have a weekly challenge picked out just yet. I could be wrong. Well, let's see. Jen's not here. Yeah, she's so not here to do it. We could do that one Jen. that she wanted us to do last week where we were, you know, showing absolute, our... It was very cerebral. Was that the one we were it stripping? Was, no, no, it that was, was the, the that's one where Prince Harry was, got that it, one. No, it Prince has Harry nothing to do with the thong. It's the oh, one where we used to take a picture of a hobby or something that we do that but nobody else would know about us. So you have we have to cryptically videotape ourselves and have people guess what we're doing. Okay. Or just a picture. I don't think it needs to be a videotape. Just you know like what? a that, that sounds crazy. Let's do it. Take okay. a video of crypticness or uh, we're going to cryptically video or Photograph ourselves. Let's just doing go with photographs because I think video video would be a whole more whole lot more difficult to do cryptically. All right, and and you out there in listener land, this is me, the guy in front of the plane. I want you to photograph yourself <laughs> doing something you're good at, but have it be cryptic, so we don't now, know exactly what you're doing. Right now, I'm sure I'm probably going to go to federal prison for even suggesting such a thing, but do it anyway. Let's just see how it works out. Okay. Okay. Yes, and I, I love how uh, someone in the chat uh, suggested attempt to give birth. Unfortunately, I think Jen's going to win that challenge. The rest of us. I think watch. so too. So, uh, <laughs> well, she's right now. She's in the, she's in, already in the she's lead. In, she's well. She's she's in the lead, and she's in the bath with the TV and the DVD player and the coffee maker and and the and the dustbuster. So I can't see how that would fail. Yeah, no, I I don't know what, but it'll be a. Uh... Interesting. I'm really sad that she went completely offline because I would love to have checked in with her at the end here to just see how she's doing. I've actually been sending her messages and she hasn't gotten back to me. So she's either unconscious or she's bearing down. Actually, she's having a C-section. I'm not sure if you're bearing down for that, but she, she may be, um, she may be occupied at the moment. So we will oh, let you know. I do we'll like you know. this one. Um, somebody else in the chat said to make welcome cards. For the baby, which is a really cute idea. Hey, uh, someone went to college. There's a good idea. <laughs> so that's why you pay right. all that money for a college education. Exactly. And I went to grad school and I didn't even think of that. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to ask you and we're going to do it too. We're going to make welcome to the world cards for Emma. We're going to buy swag in the Puffa store. If we can't find the swag that we want, we're going to ask Kat, a.k.a. Lassie Lubin, to help us make the swag. If you find swag that you like but you don't like the color, no problem. You can just change it. And um, if you have swag and if we, if you see our swag and you think our swag is stupid, let us know. Maybe we won't sell it anymore because our feelings will be hurt. And I will spend uh, 24 hours taking a uh, rem- like just beginner's level uh, how to record a podcast without sounding like a like a jet engine course. And we'll be back in one week. 
Totally. We'll be back here on Thursday. I think the time may be pushed back. We don't know for sure. So be sure to check out uh, our website at www.pointofweekly.com for the latest information on the podcast so you guys can be aware of when we're going to be live and so you guys can check us out. There's no way that's the name of the podcast, though. Point, no, totally. We just call it, We just got pointofweekly.com just for the fun of it. No, you, you said point of weekly. Oh, did I say point of weekly? I'm, yes. I thought I said point of view weekly. We can back the tape up. I'm pretty sure. Okay, it's well, okay. Weekly. Point of view weekly dot com. That sounds better. Now, next week, I have a story planned with my craziest date story ever. So we've got one of those. I'm going to ask Bob embarrassing questions next week. Oh, d- um, about what, my love what, life? That's going to be scary. Yes, we're going to slip something in Sue's cider just for the hell of it because we think that could be amusing. And we're going to have a pretty good time. And uh, hopefully, everyone will come back next week. Okay, guys, we will I'll, catch I'll you all next week. I'll make mojitos for next week. There you go. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll sound good. Okay, all right. Catch you guys all next week. Take care, everybody. Have a good night. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.